Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Alliant Health Solutions podcast, Making Healthcare Better. My name is Rakia Campbell, and thank you for joining me today. Today's topic, we're going to talk about how chronic illnesses, um, chronic kidney disease, end-stage renal disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, how all of those chronic conditions can actually lead to kidney issues. Um, Joining me today is a pastor who is here to share what you might face and what made it all worth it in the end. So I'd like to introduce to you Pastor Kane. Pastor, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So just to give you a brief little background, um, Pastor Kane is going to share his story today, but just to give you a brief background, he had a chronic um, condition that actually led to him needing a kidney transplant. Um, The transplant occurred about three years ago, and he's here today to tell his story. So let's start from the beginning. Were you experiencing symptoms that caused you to think that know that something was wrong with your kidneys, or did you actually have a doctor's visit that confirmed, um, you know, that there was something going on? A little of both. First of all, I noticed a lot of swelling uh, in my legs and uh, hands and such things of that nature. And after seeing a doctor, uh, found out that uh, some problems was occurring with my kidneys. So were you already um, Seeing a nephrologist, which for those that don't know, that's a kidney doctor, a, a doctor that specializes in kidney issues. Were you already seeing a nephrologist or were you referred by your primary care physician to see one? I was, I was actually uh, asked by my doctor to, to see a mm-hmm. kidney specialist. Um, I've been dealing with diabetes and high blood pressure over a number of years, uh, but I did not take it serious because it wasn't an illness that actually hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was an illness that was kind of silent. Uh, uh, sugar diabetes, for one thing, uh, well, I guess if they call it sugar diabetes, but mm-hmm. diabetic, uh, it it never really, uh, I would say, bothered me. It, it, I noticed I was urinating a whole lot and different things of that nature, but uh, it wasn't a problem that would slow me down. I've always been a hard worker and I've always worked two, three jobs at one time, uh, as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And I never really slowed down for high blood pressure nor diabetes uh, until it came to a, a a problem where it caused some some great issues in my in my life. Mm. So you know you're you're living with diabetes, managing that, and then you started experiencing swelling, noticing swelling. Um, saw a doctor, and then found out, okay, you've got a bigger issue with your kidneys. Um, did the doctor indicate what ultimately caused your kidneys to fail? Yes, the doctor did. Uh, untreatable, untreating the diabetic and high blood pressure. Basically, high blood pressure, my, my numbers always stay extremely high. Uh, but like I say, other than any any little dizziness or, or things of that nature, it, it didn't bother me. Uh, I, I pastored a great church, a, a large church, mm-hmm. and, uh, and worked two other jobs at the same time. And I just didn't stop long enough to to, to notice that the high blood pressure was doing anything to me. Wow. So when the doctor said, okay, we've, we've got a real issue here, um, what ended up happening next? Did you do um, uh, care dialysis? Did you go on dialysis, first of all? And then if you did, um, did you end up doing dialysis care in a center or at home or both? You know, what was that process like? 
after going to a kidney specialist for probably a year, mm-hmm. uh, they were doing what was called a creatinine uh, analysis, and and the higher the creatinine goes, kind of determines when it's time for dialysis. So I actually went to a kidney specialist for a whole year before I went to dialysis. Mm-hmm. Uh, once once I got in stage five, uh, which is stage where uh, I believe I'm thinking right, uh, stage is is the last stage which you start your dialysis process. Mm-hmm. I started in in center. I started inside the center mm-hmm. um, because I, I was always afraid of what dialysis was. I've always heard of it. Mm-hmm. But by hearing different things, you really don't know what to expect. Uh, so one day while I was uh, in in my kidney doctor, uh, she asked if I wanted to go to the dial center and actually take a tour. And when I went there and actually saw what was going on, that was my first time visualizing what actually happens in a dial center. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, if I ever have to take dialysis, I want to start inside the center with mm-hmm. not the intention of actually staying at the center but that's where I wanted to start right right so going and seeing actually um, gave you a little bit of comfort level just seeing um, how that process goes in person that's correct that's yeah. correct so you mentioned you ended up being in stage five did you is that where it started or how long did it take to progress to stage five well actually I was when I first started the uh, the journey of, of seeing the kidney specialist, I was only in the third stage. Okay. I mean, I was, it, it actually took a whole year mm-hmm. uh, to, to get to five, but uh, during that time, to, to be quite honest with you, I was the type of person that really just didn't take it serious. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the kidney doctor kept telling me that if you don't control your blood pressure, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I would go home and eat a pork chop sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. being honest with you. I, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't take it serious. And I would just glance over at my medication and I would take it if I felt bad or, or if I felt good that day, I didn't take it. And if I felt bad the next day, I would take it. I just did not take it serious. And, mm-hmm. and while not taking it serious, my kidney was constantly failing. Wow. Wow. So were you told about um, home dialysis as a treatment option? Yes, I was. Okay. Okay. And then you ultimately ended up doing in-center. At any point, did you move to being at home or did you do in-center the entire time? I did in-center the entire time uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, I had decided to get a fissure put in the arm Mm -hmm. instead of... uh, the other ways that you could actually be dialyzed, uh, like through the stomach or through other ways, mm-hmm. since I had already got the fistula put in the arm, I uh, that actually takes a, a stick, you know, from a needle. Mm-hmm. And uh, me being a big giant of a scared guy, I could <laughs> not stick myself, I felt. So I stayed in the center for a while. Mm-hmm. And I definitely wasn't going to let my wife stick me. I, I thought I, I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I would let the nurses at the, and techs at the dial center actually make the stick. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the reason I, I stayed there at the center. Okay. And then you did that process, you said, for a year? 
at the, at the dialysis center? Yes, sir. No, I actually stayed in the dialysis center for almost six years. Six years. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. And so walk, well, help me understand. So once, once you, you're doing the process, you're doing dialysis consistently for six years, how did it get to the mm -hmm. point where you were notified or, or knew or told that you probably need to look at transplant as an option? Well, I was never satisfied being on dialysis. Dialysis is a way of, of living a, a close to normal life as possible. Mm -hmm. But I was the type of guy, uh, I, I, I just wanted more. I didn't want limitations to life. And, and dialysis have some limitations, even though it's one of the greatest ways of living as close as normal as possible. I wanted to have the full effect. I wanted to be able to work all two or three jobs if I wanted to work it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, to be able to go on vacations and, and, and to go on cruises and things that I was used to. Uh, and, and Dallas is affected that. So in my mind, I wanted to do whatever it took to have a, a, a closer normal life as possible. And that's when the nurses start talking about transplant. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and when they mentioned transplant, I asked them, what, what is transplant? And they said, well, you could, you could actually get a new kidney or, or you can get a, a kidney that would function as close to, to your normal kidney as possible that would allow you to come off the dialysis. So I was very interested in that at that point. Absolutely. I can understand. Quality of life is so important. So if you've got an option that's to it. do that, <laughs> it's like sign me that, up. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So from my understanding, you went through the University of Mississippi's Medical Center to get your transplant, right? That's correct. Okay. So for those that don't know, um, the University of Mississippi Medical Center is able to initiate the process of providing patients um, that want to do so um, in organ transplant and getting them involved in that process. So um, Pastor Kane, can you describe the process you went through to get your new kidney? Sure. First of all, need to uh, tell you the standards of the dialysis center. You really don't want to miss any treatments. You want to make sure that you take all your medicines. I mean, that's part of getting ready for a transplant. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, before you can get a transplant, you need to make sure you, you, you have seen your, your dental, your dentist, to make sure you don't have cavities or any anything that will cause an infection. Uh, you want to be free of that. So you want to make sure that you're on top of your game if you have not been on it before. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure there's nothing that would cause you not to be able to have a transplant. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen some of my friends in the past uh, try to get transplants and, and have uh, uh, infections in the mouth with the teeth and, 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 and end up not being able to get it mm -hmm. uh, because of things that, of that nature. So you want to always make sure you follow all the directions of your, your dialysis a director uh, preparing for the transplant. And once you uh, find the hospital that 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 you want to uh, uh, use for your transplant doc, uh, hospital, you, you have a coordinator. They'll, they'll give you a coordinator. And that coordinator will constantly uh, be talking with you from uh, day to day or week to week or whatever you prefer. Uh, to make sure that everything is, is, is good with you. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. That's good. So they they make sure you're comfortable with the process and help you every step that's of the right. way. That's, that's right. You're never alone. You're not by yourself ever. You always got somebody to answer all your questions and to lead you and guide you. That's what I really loved about it. That's great. So um, so you mentioned the support. Um, what are some additional pros and cons um, that you experienced with the transplant process? Well, the, the, the pros are uh, that you, you, you can feel, you feel a lot better. You, you mm-hmm. be energized. Uh, you, you do things. You, you have some great feelings that you hadn't had in a long time. I mean, you'll, you'll feel like the energized bunny, actually. <laughs> the 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 cons that I that I heard about dialysis, I mean about the transplant before I got it, and then had to face the reality after of it, is the amount of meds that you take, mm. and then uh, just having the thought of how much the meds cost. Mm. Uh, meds cost can cost. Uh, over three, four, five thousand dollars a month to be oh, honest wow. with you. Wow. Uh, after a transplant, but that's 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 the cons. That's that's if you don't seek some help or 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 you know be be prepared. Mm-hmm. So what I done before the transplant, I knew I was on the transplant list. I made sure I got the correct insurance uh, that would handle. A great blow of the uh, of of the meds. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't wait until you get the transplant. Mm-hmm. You prepare yourself because you you know what's coming. So mm-hmm. you you'll call uh, uh, different type companies. I don't want to call their name, uh, but they they are out there. You mm-hmm. uh, Medicare can 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 give you advice of who who to call. Medi- you know, uh, uh, different different companies out there that will help you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I got prepared for it, mm-hmm. uh, knowing that those meds was going to cost a lot of money, and I knew it was going to be a lot of having to take a lot of meds. And I'm the type of guy to go, oh, wow, I, I don't ever want to take more than one or two pills. I've been mm-hmm. that way all my life. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. The, the fact is, when you get a transplant, you're going to start off taking probably a, between 25 to 30 to 32 to 33 different meds a day wow wow so proper planning is definitely key if you're choosing to move forward in the process that's it but it's all worthwhile it's all worthwhile don't don't let it change your mind yes all worth the while so on a positive note how has life been since you've received your new kidney life has been excellent i mean (laughs) as close as excellent it can get Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm able to do I'm able to do the normal things that I used to do, and I do it with a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I pastor I pastor my church uh, uh, without have been weak and, and and different things of that nature. Uh, I still uh, participate in 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 basketball games and football games. I mean, all the things that I that I love to do, I do it now because of a transplant. Awesome. Awesome. So it was worth it. It was worth it. Very much worth it. <laughs> so do you have any advice for anyone out there that may be considering transplant as an option? Um, only thing I would say is try to uh, prepare, start preparing yourself now by exercising, 
that that means a lot. I mean, don't just be a couch potato. Mm-hmm. Get up and start exercising. Get your body ready for the transplant um, because you, you, you're going to need it. You don't want to be so far overweight until uh, you may get turned down by your, by your transplant team doctor. You don't want to be uh, one that, that is not prepared for your medicines and, and, and stuff. Just get prepared. If you mm-hmm. want to have a transplant, you got time now to, to get prepared for the process. That's what I would tell people. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Pastor Kane. It's truly been a pleasure speaking with you. Certainly. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening to this edition of Alliant Health Solutions Making Healthcare Better podcast.